Tech Dorks. Welcome to the Tech Dorks Podcast, where I, Rob Swindell, and my Canadian compatriot Stephen Hurd discuss things interesting to us and maybe to you, the listener. This show is an unscripted, unedited, unprofessional look into what interests Stephen and I. The only subject off limits are the three W's, wives, work, and World War Four. If you don't know the difference between bias and bios, then this show may not be for you, but still, we hope you enjoy. Now, which type of bias are you talking about? Any type of bias. Wow, I mean, there's like 10 types. Yeah. At least. Yeah, but that's different than bios. Of course, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the main thing. You guys said the difference between bias and bias just to really mess everyone up. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think bias has a general definition of something you apply to something else that adjusts for I don't know uh, uh, differences. <laughs> oh, a thing that adjusts for differences. Okay. <laughs> Calibration. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would I wouldn't think of like when someone's biased as that being the same thing as when you say bias a transistor and an amplifier. Um. Well, I think when someone's biased, it means that when they when they come to any situation, they bring with them prejudices or uh, tendencies. Yeah, but that's so. hardly a DC offset, you know. <laughs> okay. I mean. Yeah. So this is being recorded on Windows 10. Oh, hopefully. Wow. I actually noticed in my recording that maybe I should have checked my levels first. My levels look a bit higher than they should be. You sound we'll fine. We'll see how it works out. You sound fine to me. Yeah, there's a couple instances of clipping there already, so mm. we'll see how it works. Well, I am doing something a little bit different this time. Oh? And um, I'm recording uh, a video feed as well screen capture and, and video capture of my face no. oh and looking at the video now i can see it's mostly of a big fat microphone nice <laughs> you don't see much of my face actually <laughs> now that i'm looking at it oh well <clears throat> but you know maybe putting this on youtube will i don't know help gain interest because youtube comments are well known for being a uh hotbed of intellectual discussion it's not the comments i'm looking for just views and you know might get people oh look there's a podcast associated with this thing and you know maybe i'll subscribe we want subscribers Mm. i see i guess can we even track that do we have a way to track subscribers i don't know i don't think so just be the number of people that pull down the rss feed i suppose but i don't know if they even pull it direct from us Right, iTunes pulls it, so... In the well, case I know what, that yeah. iTunes pulls it, but I don't know if they then pull it from iTunes or if they pull it directly from us. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the MP3, they definitely pull directly from us, but the uh, mm-hmm. the RSS file, um, I don't know if that's actually cached by iTunes. I think it is. Might as well. It's so small. Because you can set the rate at which iTunes pulls us. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I had installed a Windows Store podcast app, and uh, hmm. we weren't listed yet. Ah, yeah. You might as well check now, since you yeah. have it installed. I'm going to check again. 
Yeah. Oh. And this is so, one of the one of the Windows 10 apps that has the fourth uh, window manager control. So you've got you want to you use know, fourth for window manager control. Well, there's normally three. There's normally close, maximize, and minimize. Oh, the fourth button. Okay, so there's a fourth I, one now, which is uh, okay. Full screen, I guess you could. Call See, it. I thought fourth the language. No, the stack based push pop one. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're still not showing up when I do a search for tech dorks. Oh, wow. On, uh, yeah. Well, the uh, Windows for Internet of Things is downloadable from GitHub now. Um, are you talking about the Windows 10 for Raspberry Pi? Yep. Yeah, I saw that news yep. headline. I've also heard that it's very slow. Really? On a Raspberry yeah. Pi? Yeah. Huh. But, you know, that was just one data point. Well, I think it's not intended to be used as a full OS. I think it's intended for um, developing uh, embedded things. Like you want to make a smart home controller type of thing. That's what it would be for, not, mm-hmm. you know, running Office or something. Well, I, the test I saw was just booting to PowerShell. You know, how long it took to actually get to a, a PowerShell prompt. And, you know, hmm. I, I read like eight to ten minutes. Hmm. Which seemed kind of excessive. It does. It does sound excessive hearing it third or fourth hand from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least. Well, maybe that was, it was second hand. I read the exact quote from the guy. So you're now third hand if you repeat it to somebody else. Yeah. So it was third or fourth. That's. Yeah. So last we spoke, we were both in line for Windows 10. Mm-hmm. And I decided to jump ahead and. Um, I use my MSDN dis- uh, subscription <laughs> to download the uh, the ISO image and burn to disk, but apparently you don't even need to do that. There's a public download Windows 10 link. Um, so if, you, if you're waiting for Microsoft to push the update to you, you can skip that and download it sooner if you really want to. Uh, normally, I'm not an early adopter when it comes to uh, new versions of Windows. I put off Windows 8 for months yeah i think you you ran windows 8 before i did well windows 8 was actually purchased for me yeah yeah so i don't know exactly when it was but i think it was fairly soon after windows 8 was released i know it was before it was before me and then um it wasn't until I installed Windows 8 on one system. I think it was my my personal system um, that I used the most. Um, and it wasn't until I got Classic Shell. Well, actually, it's Classic, classic Start Menu uh, mm. installed, which allows you to make it act a lot more like Windows 7, kind of gives you the more <laughs> uh, old school Start Menu. Um, and then you can take away like the charms and some of the other Well, how do you uh, power features. it down if you don't have the charms? Uh, there's a there's a power control option from the uh, start menu, mm. just like Windows 7. It looks a lot like Windows 7. Um, that's what, classicshell.net, I think, is the website. Um, mm. And it was, once I did that, then I was like, okay, all the other benefits of Windows 8 um, were worth it. So <laughs> I started you know, upgrading all the computers. Not all of them, but most of the computers, let's just say. Let me see, classic shell... And they also have like classic uh, 
Explorer or something and something where you can make Internet Explorer act more like older versions of Internet Explorer. Uh, it was only the classic start menu feature that I actually used. Okay. But with uh, Windows 10, it looks like I'm not going to need that. So I did the in-place upgrade. I didn't um, choose mm. to erase everything or, or even like in, you know format the drive and reinstall from scratch. I just did just, just the regular upgrade. And um, it did blow away the classic shell. So <laughs> I guess I can uninstall that now because it's not actually using it. Well, hopefully you can. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried. Um, but one thing I noticed is it, it didn't save my uh, power settings. So, like, you know, I had the computer set to never go to sleep um, and never shut down, but I, but mm-hmm. to, uh, to blank the monitors after, you know, an hour of non-use right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I noticed, you know, after I upgraded that I came back the next day and the machine was off or, oh. or hibernated or whatever. Hold on um, a sec. I got to check yeah. my computer. <laughs> Hmm. Well, well, it's it's responding to the network anyway. Okay. So it's it's not off. Hmm. So I guess I do not have the same experience as you. Yeah, and then I was looking for the setting to blank the monitor, and I haven't yet found it. Like, Did it's you not look like, in with like the display settings. And yeah, stuff? yeah. Pro, so personalize is kind of where you set like your screensaver. No, no. Like right click on the desktop. Yeah, and that's what go I did. Properties. Yeah. Well, there's display settings and personalize. So display settings. Um, wow, well, hold on. I'm watching yeah. the little balls chase each other while I log in. There we are. Okay, right click on the desktop. There. Oh wow, yeah. They split it into two. So personalize is where I would expect there well, to be. Well, I looked the, there too. The uh, screensaver, and then from the screensaver, there used to be a button that would take you to the power settings. Yeah, there's lock screen. Uh, let's see, lock background, screen. That's probably slides, it. Nope. Lock screen, background, choosing that. Screen timeout settings. What's in there? There we are. Yeah. Really? Where? Where do you see that? Uh, the screen timeout settings. I don't see that. Okay, so oh, you there went... it is. Okay, no, I scrolled for. I had to scroll further down. Okay, uh, so what? They don't show scroll bars now. I see a scroll bar on the right. It just it takes half a second to show up. It doesn't oh, show up I gotta instantly. get back to there. Okay, lock screen. Yeah. Lock oh, screen. there it is. Okay. Yeah. You found the scroll bar. I found the scroll bar. Screen timeout settings. Uh-huh. Okay. Which takes you into the settings system. Power, power and sleep. sleep. Right. I've already thing. been here. So where do you right. see the thing to blank the monitor or turn off the monitor? Well, there's screen when plugged in, uh, turn off after X minutes. I see. Got it. Sleep when yep. plugged in, PC goes to sleep after never. Yep. Okay. After never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I missed it, but... Um, let me see what else about the upgrade that I notice. I think take a couple notes here. I notice they moved. The yeah, it doesn't seem to have changed my power plan at all. Maybe it was powered off because there were updates. I mean, it did I like the no, no, it was because uh, I went and checked. I went and it was definitely set to power off after an hour. Okay, or, you know whatever the defaults were, it like okay reverted to those defaults. It didn't do that to me. Okay, so what what are your settings? Uh, what I just read out. Never, never. Oh, yeah, yeah. set to never as well. Yeah. Huh. Suspend after never. I wonder why it changed on me. 
the mysteries of mm-hmm. Windows. Oh, hey, they just gave me an offer to try offer Office 365 for one month. It just popped right up on my screen. I didn't do anything. I was just sitting there. <laughs> and uh, I got a nice ad right from Microsoft. Nice. And if I right-click that, I cannot tell it to go away forever. Okay. So I just have a little X. I wonder what other ads are in store for me. Hmm. Yeah, Windows is a service. Sounds uh, dubious. Uh, if they give it to me for free, I'm fine. It's not like I actually use it for anything. Oh, that was in the yeah. Action Center is where it showed up. Well, that's yeah, interesting. notifications. So one thing I, another thing I noticed is that the system tray, that's the lower right-hand corner of the screen. Um, I think they call it notification area or something now. It's yeah, not, I thought the system... Okay, That's anyway. the system tray. And it used to have a another little arrow there that allow you to control what showed up and what didn't. Yeah. yeah so I now, think. if you right-click... Excuse me. You right-click. You right-click. <laughs> you get a different menu depending on exactly where you right-click. And it's slightly well, different. Each different... Each, for me, each of those icons has different... No, 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 don't, right-click don't, 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 not, not an icon, like click, like right-click on the date time, for example. Okay. And you'll kind of, kind of get an idea of what that menu shows you. Now right-click to the left of the tray. Like in the task yeah. manager yeah. pin task area? Yeah, task bar, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's very it's similar exactly menu. The same. It's not exactly the same. The same. I, I thought it was exactly Similar's the same search. as well. Yeah. Now you'll notice if you right click on the date time, you'll see it says customized notification icons. Yes, it does. Yeah, so that they've moved that. That's the new place for it. And then once you go there, then you can control uh, which icons show up and um, are always visible or what, which ones only show up. Oh, nice. They have little slidey buttons, just like my tablet now. Yeah, they're copying Apple left and right. That's I mean, their website copies Apple, their marketing jargon copies Apple, the UI, all this black and white flat well, stuff. it's about time. Apple. What do you mean? They're copying their Apple for 20 years. Apple's been copying Microsoft a ton, too. Well, as far as the look, feel, usability stuff, it seems like Microsoft just always kind of tries to copy Apple and does uh, a worse job of it. I disagree, but I don't care that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I normally use Windows as my desktop. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm almost always at a Windows desktop, and I, uh, you are usually, well, I guess you kind of split time between that and some kind of uh, ex-Windows manager, CDE or something. Uh, XFCE 4 is the my preferred desktop okay. environment. Um, and yeah, I mean, I use Windows at work, but I don't really use Windows. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Windows just happens to be the thing that I'll run one or two programs on, and then the rest of the day I'll be doing that. Yeah, I'm often sitting at uh, a couple different uh, command line prompts, usually logged into some Linux distro or another. Yeah. Running PuTTY or SyncTerm. I mean, as far as actually using Windows, I I don't really do that. So I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, you know, from first uh, impressions of Windows 10 is that uh, little changed, you know, as far as the um, overall experience for me. It looks like they're trying to blur the lines between the old school native Windows apps and then the, the new Windows Store apps, what used to be called Metro app applications or apps. 
That was the secret code that nobody knew. They were never officially called Metro. Well, a lot of people knew them as such. Yeah. But now, when you run That's a Metro like app, Vista is Longhorn, and then and you run it side by side with a, it's a, a Windows Store app, a native app. Okay. It's a Windows Store app. Yeah. Not they, a Metro. They, app. they look more similar <laughs> than they used to. You know, the decorations of the window manager. Well, it actually has decorations now. Um, you would have decorations before um, as no, well. the Windows Store yeah. apps were always full screen. No, not in Windows 8.1. In mine, they were. No, in 8.1, I was able to, uh, you could get decorations. But it was still, they didn't look like, they didn't look any similar to your standard Windows programs at all. Okay, well, you must have had to ask for the decorations or something because they were never I, there for me. I mean, I think when you, I got near the top... Some controls would show up, but uh-huh. there weren't decorations. I yeah, mean, but it, you could split, it wasn't decorated. You, you could split the screen. Like, I could make, like, you half could. my screen. You have two full-screen screens. I mean, it, it still wasn't. But one of them, in one of them, I could have o- old desktop apps. Oh, I, I never managed to get that. Okay. Well, anyway, maybe I'm wrong, but that's my recollection. I didn't run a whole lot of the apps, whatever you call them, Windows Store apps. Windows Store apps. Okay. At least that's what they call them Windows 8. I don't know what they call them now. Well, but the one that I did run, and I actually really appreciated Microsoft adding or, you know, putting it into Windows 8, was the camera app because it was the first app where I could actually capture uh, full frame rate from, you know, HD webcam um, with a secondary audio source. You know, the, Mm -hmm. the audio source was not the microphones in the camera, but something else like this microphone I'm talking into now. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and it worked. It worked really well. Uh, with Windows 8.1, however, they totally changed how you controlled it, and they took away some options. Like, you could no longer control auto exposure. You couldn't disable it, for example. Hmm. Now, with Windows 10, they have again, again have totally changed it. <laughs> um, and they've taken away the ability to choose a, an, a secondary audio source or, you know, a different uh, audio source. Or hmm. if, if they still have it, it's hidden. You know, I mean, right. it's, you know, how you control it, it's just, you have to discover these things. There's no, you have to experiment and right-click and double-click no and no drag. And, no, you know, and it's not obvious at all. Did you ask Cortana for documentation? Um, no, I did not. I played a little bit with Cortana, but I didn't ask her for that. So when I right now I'm showing, you can't see my screen, but uh, <laughs> you know, if you run it and you got two cameras and you're using one, it doesn't automatically switch to the other. So I got to like play a game, go into uh, the the software I'm using to capture the video, switch cameras, and then now I can go into the camera app. Uh, where is it over here? I haven't done any customization of my tiles yet. Oh, mm. and there, there it goes. It gets, uh, <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's a the, very good <sighs> verbal demo. Well, you can see it. The people that watch it on YouTube will be able to see what I'm talking about. I just switched between two different cameras and, um, but there's, there's a settings dialogue, if you will, like, or whatever you want to call it. It's kind of a, an overlay it's not really a separate dialogue. It just kind of overlays some stuff, and you can scroll up and down. And you know, there's you can change the resolution with the frame rate and turn on and off a couple options. But there's nothing in here for selecting a, another audio source. Mm-hmm. And whereas before, if you like right-clicked or double-clicked the bottom area, that would give you some options. Nothing, you know, and how you adjust the um, 
auto exposure and autofocus is totally different. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a zoom option where if you you accidentally discover that um, you grab the screen and move the mouse up or down, I guess if you swipe with your fingers to do the same thing, then it focuses, you know, focuses in. But I just discovered that accidentally. I was trying to control something else and accidentally, scro- you know, scrolled the picture and mm. then it like zoomed way in. And it was like, what the heck's going on? You know, this isn't a it's phone. It's doing exactly so. what you told it to. Yeah, but, you know, it's not a phone, man. Don't force me into this paradigm. It's not forcing you into anything. You're the one who started the app. Yeah, well, give me another app then that, that uses more traditional controls, has, like, menus and stuff. I'm sure you can buy one. There are, yeah, non-Microsoft <laughs> ones, yeah, sure, there are. Anyway, so that was a disappointment, at least so far anyway. The uh, camera app looks like it's taken another step backwards from Windows 8.1. Yeah, it doesn't really. I know you don't. Most people probably don't use the camera app on on a PC. They probably use it on a tablet more, more likely. Well, and, and really, I mean, the, just the the whole concept of the camera app has always been sort of a silly toy to me. Well, if you do a lot of stuff with video, and I do off and on. Um, you know, I like to experiment with the different applications and uh, that yeah. one coming from Microsoft and, you know, they know the uh, the driver model and the, you know, the interface with the applications mm. best, um, you know, and they invented was a UVC 2.1. Right, but presumably so. if you're doing a lot of video, you're not doing it with a webcam attached to your computer. That's right? one of the things I, mean, I do it with. I, right, I'm just yeah. saying that most videos are not shot with a webcam. You know. Well, I like the option. I, I have a lot of webcams. They're a relatively inexpensive way to get HD video into a PC, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they're convenient. So, right. And you know, for me, being able to do what is on the box, so capture 30 frames or you know 1080p, um, you know, is important. And for some reason, your audio went away. No. Well, I'm still here. You back? I never left. Oh, I guess we had a resync. Maybe. I did rebuild Mumble, so my hack from the other week isn't in it anymore. Oh. Are you yeah. running 1.3.0 now? No. 1.3.0 is an unstable release. Okay. I don't run unstable releases unless I feel like it. <laughs> okay. So do you have any <laughs> observations on Windows 10 you want to share? Not really. I mean, the the start thing reminds me a lot of my phone. That, that I find because, because I you have interesting. a because you have a Windows phone, right? So and um, remind you, you know the the all apps thing is just like the all apps thing on my phone. So I mean, right to the point where you click on a letter and then it brings you the entire alphabet, so you can so it goes directly to that letter, which is kind of not nearly as useful unless you're touching it. Hmm. But you know, since it it's also work, designed doesn't seem to, to work with the keyboard though. I went to all apps and I hit S for. Something. Yeah, no, you have to click on the letter. The letter's a button. You have to click on the letter. So I have to in this in this one I have to scroll down to S. No, just click on the A. So when you hit when you hit the start thing. Then click A. Click A. Then click S. And then click S. And boom, you're at the S. Okay, I see. Yeah. So it's just like the phone. And then the uh 
whatever they call the thing on the right, <clears throat> the live tile pane, that's just like the home thing on my phone, yeah. somewhat. I mean, it, the categories like life at a glance and those things, those aren't actually there. There's no categories on my phone. I expect that to come with the Windows Phone 10 update. But I think that's kind of dumb anyway, so I'll probably be removing that. Other than that, I mean, I'm not crazy about the icons. The This PC and recycle bin icons are <laughs> just stupid. I mean, they yeah. look like something from OS2 Warp. They don't... Yeah. Let's show that icon there. Okay. You know, and then the... Uh, you know, just looking at the default icons, there's like two... Well, three. Three looks and feels, right? There's the ones that are just white outlines. Yep. There's the like ones the settings, that are... The settings, the dialogue, or... Yeah. Well, even just looking window. at the, the whole start bar thing, I mean, some mm -hmm. things are just white outlines. Other things are solid colored shapes. Yep. And then, like, the Windows Store is an isometric thing. It's not flat. The other ones are flat. And then some are still the old ones, like the command prompt, which I've pinned to my start doodad um, is still the old one, right? They didn't redo that one. Yeah. So they redid some of the icons in three different styles and it's it's kind of odd. Um, yeah, the, the folder icon, I the new folder icon I don't care for. I mean, but that's all cosmetic stuff, right? Yeah. You know, in the whole, I don't like the white outline simplistic silly well, thing. It's like a huge step backwards. Like we went back 30 years and capability. It's not, a, it's not a huge step backwards. It's just a complete change except it's incomplete. Yeah. If they actually made it a complete change, I don't care. It's a style thing. But yeah. it's you know, it's not consistent across the whole thing. Yeah. Right? The Edge browser is a colored one. It's the only colored icon by default it, it looks like on the entire start thing. And then you open it up and it gives you a flat white and black interface right everything's outlines in edge so why is there color on the icon well because someone decided that it had to be a blue e otherwise people wouldn't find the internet i don't yeah, know, I know. <laughs> you know so where I did mean, my it, internet go and then they'd run just, internet explorer yeah. that'd be the e they would find even you know even programs aren't consistent in themselves let alone the whole thing and i yeah. that it is not consistent but oh. i'm used to that <laughs> well you know. okay so did you notice that the uh now to to do like a soft restart of the computer, that's now under the power menu, so or whatever you want to call that menu item. The start you go start and then power and then there's a restart option. Oh, good. That's where it used to be. Well, no, it wasn't called. I don't think it was called power before. I think it was called shutdown. I don't think it was ever called power. So that's new. And then it, so, so it's a it, new name for the same menu. Well, except si logout or sign out, what they called it in Windows 8, is not there. Now you have to right click on your face <laughs> or whatever you have up, you know, up your name at the top and then choose sign out. So they've moved sign out from power down or restart to a separate menu where you can change your account settings, lock the computer, I guess, Which, or sign you out. You know, actually makes sense. It makes sense. Now, but why didn't they do it? If you right click on the start menu, you get totally different. No, oh, that's of the options. power menu thing. Well, it says shut down or sign out. Doesn't use the word power now. And now shut well, down. Well, there's power options. No, 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 no. Right click on the uh, start button and then go shut to. Shut down or sign out. Right. So now they're all together. Which has. 
uh, sign up. Well, it's they're in a different menu item, right? It's yeah. shut down or sign up. But the organization is not consistent. The naming is not consistent. Yeah, I don't find that inconsistent. Okay. Because they have completely different names. One is power, and in that little menu is a bunch of power options. Well, except for and re- the restart one, doesn't actually re- do what it says. It says it turns off your computer and turns it back on. It and the other one is the shutdown or sign out menu. And in there, you have the shutdown, sign out, and things that are related to that. No, like no, no, no. Restart You'd... and sleep. No. Yeah. It's... I'm looking at the menu right now. That's what's there. Yeah. They, they combine two. And it doesn't and say gave power. it a different name that yeah. describes the fact that it's combined. And it doesn't say power anywhere on it. Oh, it says shut down or sign out. And one of the yeah. options is shut down. I mean, and, and another one is sign out. I mean, that seems yeah. very well-named and, and appropriate. Well, why me. is it appropriate to have all four options there together on this menu, but not have it if you do a Because that's click? the power user shortcut <laughs> thing. You know, I mean, it's it serves a different purpose. Oh, that, look at look at this. The two menus serve different purposes. Right click on the start. I can't look at that. I know man. you can do the same thing I'm doing. Right click on the start menu I somewhere. Did, yeah, the, okay. The start bar, whatever it's called. Not the start button. Right. The, the task s- bar. Yeah, task bar. That's it. Go okay. to properties. Okay. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I love that men- That there's one checkbox with the description: use Peak to preview the desktop when you move your mouse to the show desktop button at the end of the task bar. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that seemed like a uh, user interface faux pas. Go, go click on the navigation tab. Okay. No. What was the faux pas? I don't. Um, there's like too many words for the localization of this menu or something. Like, you know, the, know. the the normally the checkboxes are aligned with the beginning of the description for the checkbox, the label. Normally the checkbox is aligned with the beginning. Yeah, if you look at the other checkboxes, the mm-hmm. words that describe what the checkbox does are lined up with the checkbox. And in that one, they didn't. It's like centered between the two lines because they had such a long Well, they're all centered between all the lines. Okay. The other ones are only one line. All right, so now look at the right, navigation tab. Okay, navigation tab. Yeah, all right. There's one checkbox. Replace yep. command prompt with Windows PowerShell in the menu when I right-click the lower left corner or press Windows key plus X. Right? That's very descriptive. I mean, what, uh, yeah, what else would it say? I mean, that's no, exactly what it does. When I when I right-click the lower left corner mm-hmm. of what? Okay, I'm right-clicking the lower left corner of my right monitor, and it doesn't do anything. Okay. Well, actually, it pops up the, the normal desktop right-click menu, which is not what they're talking about. What they mean is... Okay, when, this is the taskbar and start menu properties. Yeah. So, obviously, they're talking about the lower left corner of the taskbar and start menu. Yeah, it doesn't say that. It's the taskbar and start menu properties. That's the title of the window. Okay. I mean, you're, you're, they're, not, you're not setting the window properties. You know, that's an excellent description. It tells you exactly what it does, rather than using marketing buzzwords. You know, I mean, they, they could say, use PowerShell from context menus. Right. That's, you know, how well, the old Windows would have phrased it. They would yeah, have, they would have just they done were, it like that. they were that. more consistent. You know? No, because they didn't want you to know what it does. Right? This one tells you exactly what it's going to do. I much prefer this. And the yeah. use peak to preview the desktop when you move your mouse to the show desktop button at the end of the taskbar tells me exactly what checking that box is going to do. What it tells me is that that when the whole right-clicking, the left corner, or pressing... Windows key X are so non-obvious that they mm-hmm. have to have this one checkbox to go into this 
lengthy description of what those things do. Right. Because so it's they have so a checkbox with well, a description of exactly what it does. It changes the behavior. Right, and it tells you what it's doing. Yeah. Okay. You like it. It's descriptive. I yeah, like that. Yeah. Usually, you know, well, where's that other one that used peak one back in XP Vista Seven? Everything it just would have been use peak would be all they would say. Yeah. And you would have no, to and there'd be a question up, mark. No, there'd be like a little question mark context sensitive help thing where you'd click the question mark and click the ta- the the checkbox and I it would, would then not tell do you that. I would not do that. I, well, I don't, don't even, even it, notice don't even those question mark things. They don't even things. have it anymore. Okay, so what do you mean they don't who doesn't have it? What, Microsoft Windows does not have it. The little question mark where you can get context sensitive I'm sense, sure I can find help. it somewhere. They're so inconsistent that I bet you I could find a Microsoft program that has it. Okay. But yeah. I mean Okay, so the other thing is I clicked one of these helps. Okay, let me try this. How do I customize taskbars? Let's do that for fun. Click that. And what is it? I do? don't know where you are. Oh. Um the same dialogue we were looking at, taskbar and start menu properties. The first tab. And then down at the bottom okay. says how do I customize taskbars? Okay. So click it. Click that and it brings up the browser yeah. and takes me to <laughs> Bing. Searching for how do I get help in Windows 10? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it says here, enter a question in the search <laughs> box and you'll get answers from Microsoft, the web, and Cortana. So it doesn't answer the question at all. I mean, they know exactly what... It does. What, I just read exactly what it says. Does it tell you how to customize enter taskbars? Enter a question or keyword so in the search box it. and you'll get answers from Microsoft, the web, and Cortana. It already knew what context you wanted help in. But it's telling you. It, I mean, it literally answers the question. No, it doesn't. How do I get help in Windows 10? That's not the question. The question is, how do I customize taskbars? Is that what it was? Uh-huh. Oh, so it was. Yeah, that's dumb. And then if you go to another menu and you find a similar thing, like I found another one that was, uh, let me see, where was it? Uh, anyway, I found a similar one where I clicked it and it, it, it asked the exact same question. <laughs> that's a completely help? different thing. Yes. And it, it resulted in the exact same thing. So. There's little rough edges, but overall, um, yeah. it's worked pretty well. Well, and those are the kind of features that I don't use, right? I don't use Windows. And the, so these type of things I don't use. I mean, I got icons on my desktop. I got the things I pinned to my start doohickey still in my start doohickey. Yep. And, you know, everything else is pretty much where it was. The uh, start thing is familiar to me from my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I kind of like it. Now, I'm not going to customize my live tiles the way I do on my phone because it's not the way I interact with it like it is on the phone, right? I'm not going to be clicking on the start menu every time I want to do something. Yeah, so, it's not. That's not a thing. Now, I, I can use a I lot get rid of that search? Hidden. Oh uh, yeah, you can. Boom, done. Yeah. Now I'm happy. Yeah, Cortana. Search is gone. Hidden. Yeah. Oh, I didn't go to Cortana. Oh, that's I how I did it. Right clicked on the taskbar, went to search, and selected oh. hidden. I right clicked, and then I went to Cortana, and then I don't have hidden. a Cortana. Where'd you right click? Right click on the unused area of the taskbar. Uh huh. And then go to Cortana. I don't have that. Oh, you didn't set up Cortana yet? Why would I? I don't know. Just to play with it. Well, that means everything you say is going to be sent over the internet to Microsoft. I don't really want well, that. Well, I can always turn it off. 
Right, uh, so know. I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to play with also, it. Also, I, I don't have a microphone on my Windows system. It totally didn't work, though. It, <laughs> so I, I ran it. I ran the setup. Well, I say it totally didn't work. I mean, it, you know, said a few things, and it showed me what things that it thought I, I thought might be interesting, like, you know, the Angels score. They lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it says, ask me anything. So I click that. Let me see how it works. What time is the Angels game tomorrow? Something's not right. Try again in a little bit. Yeah, that's typical. Um, uh-huh. That's about what I get from Siri anytime I really try to use it. Maybe it's because you hit the bedonks button before you ask the question. Oh, I could try again. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't hit the button? No, Just... hit the button, then ask the question. Don't say words after you hit the button, except for the oh. question. All right, let me... What time is the Angels game tomorrow? Something went wrong. Try hmm. again in a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. When I, the first Do time you even I, know what microphone it used? Yeah. Like, did it fill out the right question that you asked? Uh, no, because when I first was doing it, it would actually spit out the words as I typed, as I right. spoke them. Yeah. And it was always, every time I asked that question, what time is the Angel game tomorrow? It kept saying, what time is it in Jordan tomorrow? Or something like that. Or well, in Jordan. It kept you, giving me the time and date. Your voice in, changes in completely right when you're talking to the computer. It's like you're talking now to a two-year-old child. That. Try just using your regular voice, like if you're going to ask this me. This is a test. Something went wrong. Yeah. Try again in a little bit. So, fail there. Well, that could be your network settings. Well, it worked <laughs> It worked at first. I mean, when I say worked, it, it tried to work. Yeah. And I'm hitting X and it's not going away. I had another dialogue that was doing this. What was that? That was in, uh, in Explorer. Right now, oh, uh, yeah. Let me see. Oh, Edge. Edge did something weird. When I went to Windows, their website. Let me see. I went to Windows 10. Is this the one that didn't work? Yeah. Oh, no. Now it works. Well, I don't remember what it was. There was uh, a Microsoft. There was a page on the Microsoft website that did not work correctly in Edge, but it worked fine in, in uh, Chrome. <laughs> yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah. Edge is a new browser. I mean... If, you know, if <coughs> Google came out with another new browser tomorrow, I wouldn't expect it to work on all the Google pages. But Google would call it beta, mm. you know, yeah. for the first five years. So at least there isn't uh, three Microsoft browsers. I was thinking there might be like two Internet Explorers like there was with Windows 8 and then an Edge, but looks like Edge is just uh, the new style app, whatever, the... Windows Store. Windows Store app? It doesn't really seem like a Windows Store app. Now, how do you tell? They kind of blurred the line. Well, here, let me open one and let me see. I'll open the Photos app. And then I'll go to Edge. Well, Edge has got tabs. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't don't know where to... there's, There's no address bar. Oh, there it is. I have to click on something first. Let me go to a web page. I know what it looks like. There we go. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. See, it used to be the the Windows Store apps were the irritating ones that you didn't want to use. And the uh, desktop apps were the good ones that you wanted to use. So. Yeah. Yeah, anytime it, you know, you click uh, some kind of document or file and it opened mm-hmm. it with a, a Windows uh, Store app. 
the first thing you did was try to figure out how to stop that from happening the next time you <laughs> opened it. It's like, no, I want to yeah. use the real Adobe Reader, not never you know, use this yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, how do I stop that? Yeah, so that I've had a lot of that def, uh, fall back now. So now when I open like an MP3 file, it opens it in I don't know the Xbox Player or whatever they call it. Yeah, one thing I noticed is that Windows has gotten on board with the multiple desktop thing that I've constantly not used but has been available in X Windows. Every desktop manager has the multiple desktop thing. Yeah, I don't use it either. I don't know if they had that in Windows 8 or if that's new in Windows 10, but I, I noticed some options. I don't remember ever seeing it. it before, but yeah, like you right-click that show, or you click that show desktop, and you can there's a new desktop button that shows up, and you can go desktop one or desktop two, and now I have two desktops, and I don't know how to close it. Oh, there we go, a little X there. Where'd you yeah. find that new desktop thing? There's two little overlapping boxes just to the right of the start window. Oh, where it says task view? It doesn't say anything. Oh, well, if you hover over it, it says task view. Not to me. I hover over it and it doesn't say anything. And it's just to the right of the start button window thing? Yeah. Hmm. It's like two overlapping boxes. Yeah, and then when you click it, it like shows you all your applications um, in sort of small form. And in the bottom right, I see new desktop. Oh, yeah. I get that too. And so I, if I click, click that, that and it yeah. adds another desktop. So oh. now I have two desktops I can switch between. Oh, I see. And then I so can close desktop the desktop too. from down there. Oh. Now you go hover back. over it and it gets a little lax. Oh, I get you. And then I click that and I go back to desktop one. And then I get yeah. all my old... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a so, good, good boss key. Yeah. So for people who don't have multiple monitors, they can pretend they do. Or you you have all your work open in one desktop and you have all your play open all your in the other. open in the other. Yeah. And you just have a hotkey to switch between them. I don't know what the hotkey is. It's not Alt-Tab. Hmm. I wonder how one would find out without asking Cortana. Um, Control-Tab? Nope. Um, Windows-Tab? <laughs> Maybe it's Windows-Tab? Nope, yeah. that brings Next up, thing you know, that brings your up the start menu. computer's going to be rebooting. Oh, because it's just the Windows button. <laughs> Compose-Tab? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, one thing we discussed before was how they had moved some stuff from Control Panel to Settings... Um, I know they did that in Windows 8, and they kind of seem like they're moved more stuff. It's like user accounts. Let me see. What does that do now? Manage. Make changes to user accounts. Oh, okay, yeah. And it switches to that other dialog. Mm. So now you have settings and control panel kind of have a little bit of overlapping functionality, but totally different look and feel. Interfaces, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like they're slowly switching everything over to this flat, outline stylized dark view yeah flat flat is cool again we went well from flat except to sometimes it's like a 3d shaded. flat you know like an yeah. isometric yet flat like the windows store icon is, is just horrid what i don't understand is why they like centered it in the dialogue that's really strange in the window like really no other windows look work like that What's centered in the window? The settings dialog. Okay. They, so they, that I get. I start thing in settings. And what's centered? Well, the the icons, I guess, for lack of a, I don't know if they're buttons or icons or what you call these things. The graphics with the words. They're not centered. <laughs> yeah, they, well, they're kind of centered. No. Try try resizing it. 
They move around. Okay, let me try resizing it. Well, first of all, I can only resize in one direction. That's oh, that actually looks a lot better. If you resize it so small, all the way to the left, it, or whatever, make it make it small enough so that the icons get tiny. Yeah, then that looks better. That looks a lot better. That should be the default. <laughs> oh, according to us old fogies, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's still totally different than the control panel. Well, it is. You know, in the control panel, that was really hard to find. But you right-click the uh, start button and then go control panel. So. That doesn't sound that hard. Well, it's not once you know where it is, but when you don't know where it is, it's hard to search. You go start, type in control panel. Oh, okay. Let me try it. And hit enter. Control panel. No, because I'm already running it. It didn't do anything. Try it again. I didn't even bring it to the front. Control. Well, it was already in the front. Yeah, okay. That does run it. Also, well, I mean, if you really know what you're doing, you do Windows R and then type C panel. Oh, that's not... (laughs) What is it? Cpanel dot. I say that now that doesn't work. I forgot. Then it was. I thought it was called cpanel exe. Never mind that advice. Don't do that. If you really know what you're doing, <laughs> then you know. But if you don't, <laughs> so I wonder what version this reports. Like when you do a get version API call, because winver just pops up a dialog. What about just ver? Ver says. Uh, 10.0.10240. Yeah. Let's see, help verb. I think there's a more. There's some secret options to the ver command. To ver? Yeah, no. I think so. I think so. I don't think to ver. Maybe to win ver. But. I don't know, man. Hmm. You know, it, it looks like it's. You know, they have a direction, but they just. <laughs> didn't go all the way there, which is probably why they went to the continuous updates because they're going to finish it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah we next, weren't done yet. <laughs> over the next 10 years. You know, it's already better. You know, th- this is something you'll be happier to use. And it's just going to get better the more we work on it. Doesn't the, this PC, it look, to me that looks like a uh, Surface tablet, like attached to a monitor or something. I it just know. looks horrible, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, it it's, might be one of those all-in-one PCs. No, because the be... keyboard's separate. Oh, I guess that would be. Yeah, the yeah. all-in-ones have yeah. a separate keyboard. Yeah, that's right. But the stand is... Yeah, the keyboard looks like a Mac keyboard. And the, the It does not look like a Mac keyboard. It looks like a, a very pet flat. keyboard or a CBM keyboard. Mm, very flat. And the, and the keys are all lined up. doesn't look like a computer I want to use. In a grid. It looks like a pet keyboard. Hold on, let me, let me just bring up the wikipedia but see if the pet had the same one as the cbm i can't remember oh, oh come on here's classic Seriously? shell if you're still running windows 8 you probably want to check out classic shell or specifically the you're classic still running windows window. 8 get the free update to windows 10 uh i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna tell people they should because things break so the first thing that happened was i tried to run audacity after upgrading to um windows 10 mm-hmm. and uh you can see now. I'm I'm running wind, I'm running Audacity right now. I can't right see now. anything, man. The people that are Quit watching on YouTube. telling me I YouTube, can see things. Right, I can't well, see anything. They'll be able to tell that I'm actually running Audacity, but it wouldn't run at first. And um, I had to start unplugging things to determine what it was that was causing the problem. And it was this Line Six. Um, I have a Line Six guitar uh, interface. It's hmm. a Tone Direct. Uh, what is it called? Something Pod, I think. Anyway, it's a um, it's an audio interface for, for guitar or microphone, really. It's for guitar. And uh, when I had that plugged in, neither Reaper nor Audacity would run. And apparently mm-hmm. that's like a new Windows 10 incompatibility 
with that device. So hopefully they still will update the drivers or whatever. But in the meantime, I can't use it. And then I tried to um, just experiment, see if my Tascam audio interface would work, and it does not. The drivers... Your brand new one? My brand new one will not work with (laughs) Windows 10. And they even had a new uh, driver, a 1.01 version, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work with Windows 10 either. So, Hmm. you know, if... Which, if the stuff you've got plugged into your computer is important to you, you may not want to update just yet. Um, it probably was premature on my part, considering um, I do use well, this Well, if your stuff for... is important to you, check if it's compatible with Windows 10 before you upgrade. Yeah. You know. Well, a lot of times the companies will say, we don't know, we haven't tested, we don't support that product. You know, that this, this guitar interface device, they don't sell it anymore. It's pretty old. And... They're probably not going to update the drivers, or if they do, it's going to be the drivers for some new new version of that device. Right, but it, it's just a, a high impedance audio input, right? No, it has. Um, it actually does the the analog to digital conversion in it, and it also right. applies just effects like any so other real time monitoring. Well, except it's external. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, it's like a USB sound dongle, only yeah. it has a high impedance input, and it has live monitoring, so you can hear. Um, yourself in real time. What do you mean? No, like, so it's got no like a headphone jack too? Right. It's got a headphone jack. Right. So it's like a sound card, only and, it and has a can, high impedance input. And you can hear the effect, you know, the the, the guitar uh, amplifier microphone modeling that it's doing, you know, the reverb, whatever, you're, whatever effects you're putting on the guitar. Right. But you can do that with a regular sound card too. I mean, it's not... Okay. So it's just like a regular sound card. Except it has a high impedance input. <laughs> okay. You know, that's that's the difference, right? I mean, all these other things a regular sound card can well, do. Well, you're just, paying for the software. You can't plug your... It's the software. It, you know, it's, okay. it's all the, the amp modeling and guitar modeling and microphone stuff. And Anyway, um, my point was does, that... Does that, the that, software work with other sound cards? No. It only works with their devices, but they have newer versions of this device. So it's possible mm-hmm. that they'll update the driver for, you know, a device they're still selling, and it just happens to be backwards compatible. Right. So they probably will never say, oh, yeah, that old device that you still own will work with Windows 10 because they want you to buy a new one. But if they do come out with a new driver or they are, maybe they already have it, I haven't checked, um, you know, it might just suddenly start working again. Mm. Um, but the other, the Tascam, you know, box, I just bought that a few months ago. And, you know, they're absolutely on the hook to uh, support Windows 10 or they're going to stop selling those boxes to Windows customers. Windows 10 customers. Windows, well, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, know, it's amazing. Who's going to run Windows 10 in their studio? Every computer, um, every Windows 8 computer that I've seen, uh, with the exception of one, um, has had the little, you know, upgrade free to Windows 7. Yeah, it was a critical update. Right. And the only reason why I didn't see it on the one computer is because I have updates deferred. And... Mm. So you didn't get that important one. Well, the the thing that's irritated me most about Windows 10 was that get Office 365 for a month now ad that I just got. Yeah. That I find very irritating. That is. Um, it would be irritating, especially if you already own Office. Well, then presumably it wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, oh, wait. You mean Office or Office 365? Either one. Well, I'm, I'm sure if you already have Office 365, I, you wouldn't get that. But yeah. if you only have... Like Office 2010 or whatever the newest yeah. Office is. No, they're newer than um, that, but yeah. 2014, whatever. Yeah. And then I could see them still giving you that stupid ad. And that's, you know, 
not something. So, okay, now I have another notification that updates were installed. And I had no actual notification of that notification. The only reason I noticed is because I clicked on that little whatever that's supposed to be <laughs> text bubble. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it looks like a little caption icon. Yeah, like, so I clicked on that thing just to look at the stuff in the Action Center. And it's like, oh, we installed some updates for you. That I'm fine with, I suppose. I just wish they would have told me, you know, that they were doing that. Did you try SyncTerm yet? Uh, let me do that. Yep, just tried it. Uh, hmm. That icon did not work. Let me try this other icon. <laughs> it Why? worked for me, but I installed it fresh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. No, nope, that one crashed. I don't even know what versions these are, to be honest. Uh. Um, let's see. This is a shortcut to SyncTerm.exe into Program Files x86 is this a 64-bit version that i have here it must be i'm not even sure how you can find out anyway well, now's your chance to plug the uh sync term release in there what i thought i already did that i don't like think in the so. last one i think we just released it after in the within the past okay week. so it looks like i have a build from february which did have a known crashing problem oh. so let's see let me just go to sourceforge where to next? Search or enter web address. Okay, I guess I'll do that. I'm gonna change the video output mode. So Sync you say you like uh, overlay, overlay, overlay. I do. Well, it allows you to do arbitrary scaling. Right. I don't really like arbitrary scaling. The reason I like overlay mode is it means I don't have to write code that does arbitrary scaling. Yeah. Which I like not writing code that I'm not interested in having. I guess is kind of a big thing for me. So there was finally the SyncTerm 1.0 release. Mm -hmm. And Rob provided an installer for Windows. Yep. And, uh, well, I don't know. Did you want to rev that to address any issues or just rev leave it one. the way it is? The installer. It overwrites uh, your SyncTerm.ini file. That's up to you, man. Well. Okay, so I can pause or cancel the download. 100% of SyncTerm... 1.0 setup exe downloaded from uh, one second remaining. So it's at 100%. There's one second remaining. And I have pause and cancel and X. So I really don't know what's going on here. Yeah, the first time I downloaded it, um, uh -huh. I think I used Edge anyway. And it, it, it totally ate the file. Yeah, it's, it's it just disappeared completely. Well, it, it hasn't finished downloading. Oh, now it's running a security scan. So it just took... Like, however long that was, 10 seconds or something, to not do anything. So now, it's finished downloading. I have run and view download. So I click run. And another long wait. Even longer you still scale. have a link to the old uh, Windows installer on SyncTerm.net. What do you mean? Well, it says download binary for OS, and it says Win32. And then yeah. it's got the installer provided by Roughnecks. And yeah. Well, that's not the installer you want to use. No. And I'm pretty sure on that page it says, you know, the unstable use at your own risk versions are linked below. Yeah, it just says download binary for. I'm pretty sure above that it says. It says stable releases are available from sourceforge.net, uh -huh. but doesn't. Yeah, well. If you don't want a stable okay, release. Okay, so you want to go to SourceForge. That's where you want to get the. Yeah, uh, that's where the, the releases are. The actual 1.0 yeah. setup.exe for Windows. Mm hmm. 
That is the official one to use. And okay. Yep, yeah. Now it works. I had a hard time. I, awesome. I had to tell it, um, yes, I really trust it. Let me see. What? How do you do that? There's a weird thing. Well, maybe you... you just didn't wait out that whatever that long delay was after the download. Oh, that's right. No. This changes my preferences. <sighs> Finish download. So if you click run, I think the first time you try to run it, it won't, it won't let you. So yeah, I trust it. Yeah, it worked this time. Anyway, it's like you have to click like more or help or something and then say run anyway. Yeah, and no, then, I didn't have to do that, but I waited it out. You said the first time you no, downloaded it. Well, that was different. It, that, it, just it like, ate the file. Yeah, just the file was totally gone. Then the second time, it actually downloaded mm. it, and then it told me, you know, this is an untrusted file. I won't, I don't want to run this. And then there's like either a help or a more. the second time, you also downloaded it from Edge? or Yeah. Yeah, same browser. I just did it. And then did you use the run button? or? Um, it wouldn't give me the run button. Um, so I had to like click more or something like that. Like I had to run it from, you know, the downloads folder. Yeah, I actually got a run button when I waited long enough, but I had to wait. Well, and it, it the basically time, it, it sat there saying yeah. it was done downloading, and I yeah. still had to wait. Well, while it checked it, I wish for, I had a video capture of that. I could uh, relive it, say exactly what happened. But I know I th- still couldn't see it. Yeah, and you could just you know. Well, I'm capturing the video for, yeah. for posterity. People can see it later. Huh. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna put the video online tonight. Hmm. Probably too much work. Way too much work. Well, especially because you're going to want to mix the podcast audio into the video rather yeah. than. Well, yeah. at least I'll have the audio first, and then all I got to do is synchronize it. Right. Do one sync event, and mm-hmm. that should be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Windows 10. I mean. Yeah. It I think really it doesn't deserve a new name. I think it does. It's better than eight. It's yeah, different it should than be eight. called nine or eight dot two or, you know, I mean, I don't think it's eight dot two. I th- I think it's different enough to eight that it's it's something different. Well, I mean, I I can I could tell that I booted into something different. So, yeah, go ahead and rename it. I mean, there's a new Firefox release every six days or whatever. I mean, there's a new. The last few OS X releases have had, like, no visible changes. I mean... Those are the best kind. They're what? under the hood. Then, then why have a new version if it's exactly the same? It's not. I mean, if it's a difference in the network stack, you wouldn't see that. Well, the Windows 10 has differences all over the place. You just can't see them. Yeah, I mean, but, you're, you're judging Windows 10 as why, not being why different just, enough. Why just skip 9, though? Because Windows <laughs> OSs that start with 9 suck. 95, 98, they're, they're all terrible. I yeah. liked Windows 98. I ran there for a long time. <laughs> I can't say I ever liked it. Mm. No, the whole, well, there's very few Windows that I can say I liked. I liked uh, Windows 2000, NT351. I like that one. Um, that might be it. Windows 3.11 for work groups. I like that. I have no complaints with that. Uh, yeah, that's probably about it. Well, Windows 98 uh, was a better 
DOS. Better, yeah, he was a better DOS multitasker. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess OS2 was pretty good at that, too. But it was certainly a huge step up from desk view or anything <laughs> else I'd tried before. Yeah, I think 95 was better than Windows 3.1, for sure. And Windows 10, I guess, I don't know what they call that. Like, internally in Microsoft, do they call that a version? Or is just the new marketing name? Like a release? Like XP and Vista? And, I'm sure they call know. it a version. I mean... Yeah, well, th they did the horrible thing with the version numbers with Windows 8.1. <laughs> Wasn't it 8.1 that started lying? I think it was 8.1 that started lying, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it tells you that you're running the version of Windows that you built your application for, not the actual version of Windows that's running. Or 8, whichever is higher, or whichever is lower, whichever is right. No. No, it's, it's I never mean, whichever is right. No, if, if you build for Windows XP and you ask, it'll say it's Windows 8. Yeah. And if, if you, you build for Windows 8 and you ask, it'll say it's Windows 8. Yeah. If you're running with 8.1. And if you build for Windows 8.1 right. and you run it on 8.1, it'll say 8.1. If you build mm -hmm. it for 8.1 and you run Windows 10, I presume it'll still say Windows 8.1. Right. Or so when, yeah, it's just, it'll, it'll go all the way up to 8. And then it'll stay at 8. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not... Yeah. 8.1 and higher will lie. Sometimes. I'm assuming you don't have a thing like in sync term to tell you what version of Windows you're running. I don't care what version of Windows you're running. Yeah. What if Mumble has a... I have a thing that says what version of SyncTerm you're running. Hmm. Now I have three icons on my desktop for SyncTerm. That's interesting that the installer installs a new icon. Just keeps giving well, you actually, I don't know where the hell it came from, to be honest. So, I mean, it's entirely possible. So that one was six minutes ago. And this one was February 7th, 2014. So... Yeah, it looks like the installer will add a new identical icon. <laughs> oh, well, how many times are you going to reinstall it? Me? I don't know, anybody. Well, anybody or me? Because there are two different, two different people. There's me and there's the other guy who runs SyncTerm. So. No, there's a lot of people who run SyncTerm. I know, it's horrifying yeah. to me. But they can always delete the extra icons. I don't know. That might be something I can adjust in the installer. Tell it not to yeah. add more icons if there's already one. But maybe they point you know, in different or places. Or replace the existing one or something. I'm just... Yeah. I don't understand how they have the same name. They right-click and uh, look at the properties. Maybe it's in a different location or... The icon's in a different location? Maybe. Like one's in... Yeah. Because your, your yeah, desktop is actually a collection is. of files from two different places. All right. Oh, yeah. One's C user's public desktop and the other's yep. C user's Steven desktop. Yeah, there you go. You have a... So uh, the Steven desktop is from the old install. You have a merge. Oh, but it was modified today. Oh, they were both modified by that installer. That's interesting. No, one minute ago. No, I, I just modified it when I looked at it, is what it appears to be. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's interesting. Now I have not tried to run Synchronet on it. I'm, I'm kind of assuming it'll oh, run. Yeah, let fine. me just double click that. Windows yeah. cannot access my server. Oh, my network shares went away. Well, that's interesting. 
Net use. S is there. Why can't you? What? It's totally there. You do not have permission to access Illumitron, Synchronous, BBS, Exact, SBMS Control. Huh. That's very interesting. Looks like they've further complicated the whole, uh... Oh, that's even more interesting. The targets actually drive S, but when I try to run from there, it tells me that I cannot act. Or Windows cannot access. It doesn't tell me I can't. That's very weird. So it's SBBS control. Access what? is denied. Huh. That's that's very weird. What if I well, run it as I, I definitely will be installing Synchronet, if not on this machine, then another. And um, how can I? There's no longer. I can no longer right-click a thing in the start bar task thing and run it as administrator. Oh. Oh, I have my mine shows up. Most use. I look at the most used list. I can right-click on those and say run as administrator. Right, but ones that you've actually pinned, the one that's actually already on your screen, and you don't have to do anything else to use. Oh, you mean on the taskbar itself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a pain. Yeah, you can't do much with those. I don't know why you can't get a properties I menu. I used to be able to run those as administrator, I'm I sure. I think so. You have like unpin, close, and that's it. You can open another one. It's like yeah, three I'm options. I'm pretty sure with no. Windows 8 or 8.1, I could run it as administrator. Otherwise, why would I bother pinning it there? Oh, and, and my drive map. When I run as administrator, my drive mappings aren't there. Yeah. Yeah, I've had and that. Yeah, usually uh, that's the case. And for some reason... That's not new with Windows 10. I don't have permission to run an executable. From that I don't know. That I don't know. That's that's very weird to me. I mean, Security. I can open it. It's I can open secure. files, but I can't run files Windows is more secure now. Oh, good. They, they added more it. secureness. Yeah. That's awesome. If you want a secure computer, don't put it on the internet. That that would be a good thing. If you okay for special. Okay, yeah, I've got no permissions. I've got special permissions, but I don't have read and execute. What? This thing's dumb. Allow <laughs> full control. Allow wheel. I'm logged on. What? Okay, it's not what I'm going to have to figure Windows this out. You don't use Windows anyway, so you don't care if it doesn't work right. Well, part of the reason I have Windows is so I can test Synchronet on it. Yeah. And if I can't run the binaries I build, or if I can't build the binaries, that's horrid. Well, let me see. I'll map a network drive. Let's go ahead and do this. Uh... Well, that's weird, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah, weird, huh? Well, I just yeah. didn't default to what I wanted hmm. it to. Anyway, hmm. that's a strange thing. I don't know if it's my Samba configuration or what, but it's weird. Well, let's not fumble through it with everybody listening. Yeah, no, I don't care. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I have enough. to do it before I do the IPv6 stuff, but... Not until then. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's enough for Windows 10 for now. I think we can always give more findings later. Yeah, we we're pretty much at an hour and, now. Yeah. So did you want to do a synchronet tip? Uh, huh. I probably wouldn't normally run a 64-bit edition of Windows if I was going to mm-hmm. run a synchronet BBS just on that machine. Um, with the exception of if you run the pro version of windows then you get a hypervisor which uh you know virtual machine manager that allows you to run another uh it instance of windows within that hypervisor or you know within windows you get windows within windows mm-hmm. and then run a 32-bit version of windows 7 or xp whatever you prefer uh and then just run your bbs in that and then you get your uh 16-bit dos doors or any other 16-bit utilities you you want for your uh your BBS. Um, and I, I do that. It is slower. It's not as fast as running um, on the native version. Yeah, but um, I do enough other things with my computers that I don't want to restrict them to, you know, three and a half gigs of memory. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, now it's memory's cheap enough and there's certainly enough uses uh, for me anyway with uh, video editing and HD video editing where I really do need that additional memory. And um, if I just had a dedicated computer that all it did was run the BBS, then certainly I'd just run a 32-bit version of Windows, and Windows 10 should be just fine for that. So the tip is don't run a 64-bit version of Windows for your BBS. Unless you're going to have a dedicated computer just for that purpose. And then, you know, you want to save power and space, you could just make that dedicated computer a VM, Run it in, you know, VMware or something. Right? And then in that VM, run a 32-bit version of Windows. Exactly. So don't run your BBS on a 32-bit, on a 64-bit you version can. of Windows. You can. You just, you're, right. you're yeah. going to be limiting yourself to only 32-bit right. uh, programs. I know that sounds confusing. 64-bit versions of Windows can run 32-bit programs, no problem. And that includes the JavaScript stuff that's, you know, made for Synchronet. It's just your, your 16-bit DOS programs are not going to run correctly i mean you might be able to get them to run with something like dos uh, you box, just gave the impression that the javascript's program the javascript programs are 32-bit programs no I, they're scripts that run within the context right. of synchronet which is a 32-bit program unless it's a 64-bit program um for windows i only build 32-bit do we support 64-bit um no you cannot build synchronet uh a 64-bit Synchronet for Windows executable. I mean, you guys, I guess somebody could modify the project files and build it themselves, but I don't. Oh, okay. So if it works, it's just uh, coincidentally or whatever. But okay. Yeah. Well, we've been supporting 64-bit on Linux and FreeBSD for years. Yep. We sure have. And uh, for those, I recommend 64-bit. Yeah, I do too. Another tip in uifc applications like scfg and echo config and i think there's another one the right mouse button is the same as pressing escape (laughs) (laughs) and all those programs you mentioned will will prompt you if you want to exit the program but not sync term every one of them prompts to exit yeah why else would i press escape if i didn't want to escape you might well. You might program. be like four or five, le- you know, levels deep, and you hit escape five times, and you, you know, on accident, you meant four times, you know, or just you hit keep hitting escape until you get all the way to the main menu. You don't want to hit it one too many times and have it just, you know, boot you out. Well, then you just don't do that. 
Well, that's they all prompt. I don't know. It never bothered Do me. Do they? Yeah. I thought it only prompted if there was changes. No? Yeah. No. It always prompts. Huh. I wonder I mean, what the help is for that. Hmm. It will prompt for save changes if you're like exiting a sub menu and it needs to save. It'll ask if you want to save, but that's wow. That's and there's extensive online help in SCFG for that exit menu too. Ooh. Exit SCFG. If you want to exit the Synchronet configuration utility, select yes. Otherwise, select no or hit escape. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had some extra time on my hands. That is some comprehensive <laughs> help there, man, because that is absolutely not a self-descriptive prompt there. Can I say this same thing in more words? <laughs> all right. I think that's yeah. all the time we have. Yeah. And all, um, the, all the energy we, we have to expend. I got lots of energy, but I just, you know, sick of going over time all the time. So, yeah. How about that outro music? You got that all queued up? I do. Awesome. Hope it's not too loud. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds really good. It does. That band, we, we need to pay some uh, usage rates to that band, I think. Or... or find a cover version that uh a cover of the cover that would be better record my own <laughs> okay good night all right see you next week <laughs>